All right. Episode, I don't even know anymore. I don't either, because it doesn't really count. No. <laughs> we don't, we've kind of stopped keeping track, because we haven't been able to do it week by week, obviously. Um, we've just been able to kind of do it whenever we can, and I think from now on, we're going to try to do it just when we both get an off day together. So, we're going to go ahead and say, even though it's kind of obvious that we're not going to be doing this weekly, so do not expect an episode every week, but uh, as soon as myself and Ken get a day off together, uh, we'll be able to record an episode for you guys. But, so, I mean, well, let's just go ahead and state the obvious. We just got back from Bristol, was it, yes, two days ago? Yes. And, my gosh, was that a blast. My body's hurting, but yes. Yeah, I don't know if you guys can tell, but um, my throat and my voice is a little uh, squeaky and gone still. Because uh, Friday night, myself and another buddy, Jared, were just absolutely screaming songs at the top of our lungs yelling and dancing and doing all kinds of dumb stuff a lot of motley crew a lot of motley crew a lot of uh, van halen and a lot of dumb country music yes very dumb country music um so i'm gonna be doing that a lot today uh so if you'll excuse that but yeah as far as the race goes though i mean it was awesome i thought it was great storylines all the way around in all three races uh I will say though the truck race got on my nerves a little bit. Well, with all the wrecks, with all the, no, not necessarily with all the wrecks, just the girls. Yeah, that was. Like, I mean, because I'm all. It's for, not sexist if it's no, facts that they all no, three yeah. got dead last. I'm not for, or I am all for females getting into NASCAR, getting into the sport, you know, racing if they can hang. They couldn't hang. The only reason Jennifer Joe Cobb finished where she did, which I think she finished like 24th, and which was reason, dead last, right? No, I mean, 20, dead last is like 33rd. But or I mean. Something. As far as vehicle or cars that didn't get in wrecks and stuff like that, basically yes, yeah. yes. She's the only, and that's what I was about to say. The only reason she actually finished that spot was because she didn't wreck. Yeah. But she got lapped. I, I'm, I'm telling you, whenever they threw the green flag out, within four or five laps, they were catching Jennifer Joe Cobb. So it's like she, I don't. It just looked like she was scared to go anywhere. And there's, then, there's no way the truck was that yeah. slow. And then Natalie Decker, I think she's just too young. She's just still learning everything. Yes, she can race, I'm sure, but give her. She, I think they rushed her up to the truck series too too quick. She's just, excuse me, she's just stayed in Canaan for a little while. But I mean, she's she, she's she good didn't looking. do so hot. No, she did not. She did not do it. And I, I think that's what it is: is every single one of these girls that raced, they all have one thing in common: their looks. Yeah, that's. I'm just stating the obvious. They all Angela have one Ruck. thing in common: she, Angela Rugg. Yeah. She didn't do very well either. No, she didn't. Um, but yeah, Natalie Decker. I think she spun twice, and then. <laughs> Her car, one of her, I think something in her transmission broke, and she was stuck in like one gear. She couldn't then, get it out of the gear. Then she spun a third time. Yeah. Then the, the, I don't know if you guys saw that, but the uh, the safety truck spun her out when he was trying to push her back to uh, back to the garage, I guess. So, uh, but yeah, just a terrible showing for the females. And I get it. Bristol is a very tough track. It's tough to learn because it's so small and so fast. And you have everyone else that's been doing this for a while. Just breathing down your neck, like, come on, go, and then they're just flying around you. So I, I guess I understand because you throw me in a truck, and I guarantee I could, I'd do way worse than them right now. I guarantee I'd do way worse. So I can't really say that I'd do better, and I'm not saying that I would do better. But if I was racing as long as they had been racing, I'm sure I would do better. That's all I'm saying. But uh, yeah, that was that was the only core I got to get. I had to get that off my chest. We'll, we might talk about that again here in a little bit. But for right now, uh, we'll just go to the overall our overall review of Bristol. So. As you guys know, we've told you before, we have bought this bus. It's a party bus. It is a 1991 international school bus that was transformed or converted into an RV. So it has a bathroom on it. It has 
I think four bunk beds, and then it's got these two big couches that fold together and make one giant bed. You could probably get four or five people on there. And then it's got a uh, like a camping a camper table that folds down to a bed, so it's got a lot of space to sleep on, and that's really all you need. It's a little rough around the edges right now, but it's exactly got a lot of looks. Oh, got dude. a lot of talk. Oh man, we were and I told that was the first thing I told my wife when I got back because whenever we talked about buying this bus, she was like, "No, that's dumb. That's dumb. You shouldn't. That's just stupid. Who wants that?" Sure enough, every NASCAR fan ever wants it, and that's why I tried to tell her, but she she just didn't understand. Even driving home because I I didn't see anyone at night because I drove at night, but during the day, uh, leaving or whatever, after I got done driving, <laughs> just every car that passed was just like. Mesmerized, just yeah. gawking at us, yeah. yeah. And then I can't tell you how many people stopped at our campsite, and were like yeah. taking pictures, and going then, down the slide. Um, yeah, if you guys looked at our Instagram or our Twitter, you saw our setup. We had a uh, water slide on the back, coming off the back of the bus, and um, it goes into a big pool, and uh, everyone loved it. And we had about five people, I think, five or six random people go down it. Which next year, hopefully, there's a few more. But uh, we're trying, we're trying to get a bunch of people to go down it. And, uh, yeah, they just it, – it's just a blast, man. It, it, the setup – I think our setup is awesome. I yeah. love our setup. We had a lot of people that said they'd go down it later and never came back. But, I mean, people were constantly stopping and talking yes, about it. exactly. Um, we just weren't in the right spot at our yeah, campground. I, that, and that's what I think. <clears throat> if we would get there maybe a little earlier because they open that campground up Sunday. Yeah. They open up – they go from Sunday to the next Sundays when you have to leave. So it's literally eight days, basically, seven nights that you can stay there. And so a lot of these people were there Sunday, that Sunday. They stayed the whole week. They make it literally a week-long vacation. If we could do that, we would, but unfortunately, we just don't have the vacation. I and I really don't want to spend that much vacation, no. even if I had Well, I mean, if I had actual, like, an actual camper with good AC, maybe. Right, but yes, but I'm not going to go down there and sweat for my butt off. Week. Yeah, because we, like I said, this our, this bus we have it's really we 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 love it but it's not the Taj Mahal don't get me wrong it's not that it's not the fanciest it has one window unit in the back but the bus is painted black for whatever reason so it just absorbs every bit of sunlight and then during the day it's so hot in there and at night it cools down in the back of the bus but the front of the bus where uh, a couple of us slept it doesn't get the coolest but I was still comfortable but uh one of the other guys that slept the farthest up said he was pretty hot all night Got so, pretty cold at night. Yeah, as, well, you guys were sleeping in the back towards the. Well, I the, mean, like just outside. Oh, outside, like 60, yeah, it was. Yeah, say it dropped down to probably mid to high sixties. I mean, it was nice, really nice. So, um, yeah, it was. I mean, like I said, I love that bus. I'm not. I wouldn't trade it for the world though, because it's going to make our experience that much better. Because, like I said, it's got the deck on top, so you can walk up on top and look over everybody. And everyone's staring up at us, like, oh, they they can get on top of their thing. Because you can get on top of a camper, but. It's not meant for a bunch of people to stand up there. No. We literally have, you know, quarter inch thick diamond plate steel up there. That's you know meant for people to get up there. And at one point, I think we probably had ten people up there. Yeah, with just chairs, out with and chairs, and yeah, music, all that kind of stuff. So some creepy guy. <clears throat> yeah, some people just creep me out, man. They do, and that guy was one of them. But, we met uh, a lot of cool people though. Like our, oh, yeah. our neighbors were from Ontario. We they're, didn't really talk to them because they they didn't speak any. They're French Canadian. Yeah, French Canadian. Then uh, we met a couple guys. Where were the other Canadians from? I, I want to say I thought they were from Ontario too, but maybe they were from like Quebec or something like I, that. I was thinking I Quebec. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I can't remember exactly, but they were they were pretty cool. Uh, but Team USA prevailed in being and beer pong, so I will say that. Um, and then we met our neighbors that are across the street from us. I can't remember what that guy's name uh, was. Jan, though. I think his name was Jan. Jan, he are, was super. Wait, wait, cool. wait. Are you talking about the? Uh... The ones that got on the bus, the tall, skinny guy yeah. and his wife. Yes. No. 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 Not, not them, about the they guy, were the, they were the on Navy the backside of us. Shirt guy. 
Uh, no, not the guy that talked our ears off. I don't know who you're And all the Jimmy John stuff. The guy that he always wore a visor. I can't remember his name, but the the uh, Denver guy, the think Colorado, so, maybe. maybe he had the Broncos shirt. No, 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 because those guys were from New Jersey. Okay, yeah, those three guys were from New Jersey. Um, but I mean, like I said, this this is what we're saying. We can't remember their names exactly, but they were super cool. I mean, all really cool people. And then at night, we were up there partying, dancing, and singing, and going down the slide. And everyone was stopping by, like, "Oh, we should do that." You know, you you know, that's awesome. We're like, "You should go," and they're like, "Eh." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I kind of would say nah, but like I said, our setup is awesome, and I can't wait to go back and do it again next year. And we're also talking in the talks right now, possibly going to Talladega, yeah, camping on the infield of Talladega, which is a bucket list item. Ken and myself have been there three times now, so uh, we you know we know what Talladega, how the party can be on the outside. We want to know how it is on the inside, true. Because if anybody knows Talladega, <clears throat> they have a huge party on Friday night before uh, of the race weekend where they have a bunch of drivers come out and go down like a it's a parade basically on Talladega Boulevard which is a huge street which is it's the old runway that was in Talladega Super Speedway huh yeah I'm pretty sure it was an old runway but anyways yeah they have a big party down there they have barbecue pit wrestling jello pool yeah. wrestling and stuff I mean it's just a bunch of different stuff man different I activities never, never really understood the food I don't either but because it's, 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 it is a little weird someone was talking about chocolate pudding wrestling yeah, at Bristol, yeah. and I was like, I guess so, that's gross. Yeah, it's a little weird, but hey, I'd, I mean, I'd, it'd be cool. <laughs> so, but yeah, going back to our bus, man, our setup, I, I can't I can't praise it enough because it was just awesome. She made it down there like a champ, yeah, though. Like, it, we, really we hit like probably 35, 40 mile an hour a few times going up the mountains, but mm-hmm. we went late at night, so... Yeah, we, we passed what one vehicle? One on the vehicle, way back? The way. Every, and we got passed by about a, a thousand. Probably. Oh, way more than that. Yeah, so... Uh, Yes, as Ken said, we got to about 35 mile an hour a couple times going up hills through. Uh, it was right there by, oh, what was that? Uh, right outside of Jellico, Tennessee. Oh, I couldn't tell you. Something like that. Jellico, Kentucky or Tennessee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, right. But because uh, you have to go up, that's the biggest mountain we went up. And it was like a three or four, or it was a seven. I think it was five miles or seven miles. And you climbed like 1,400 feet or something. It was some. It was something crazy like that. So it was like the whole time. Uh, you 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 were basically climbing. It's just a matter of you were climbing. You know, seven percent at one point, and then three percent, and then two percent, and then it's eight percent. So it was quite the climb. And I think that was the only hill we had to drop a gear on because we were in fifth the whole time. You we could chug a lug up, but I know when I drove back, I dropped gears a few times. Well, we also ran into some traffic yeah. in uh, the mountains too, so yeah, we were you know in and out of the clutch a lot. Which you got to do that. Which Ken. Thank you a lot for for driving a lot. You drove, no I think, a total of probably eight hours or something. Yeah, no, I drove more than that because I think okay. I, I drove at least five hours there. on the way. No, I drove four hours there to Lexington, and okay. then on the way back I drove from Bristol to Lexington. So that was probably five or six hours. Okay, then I'll say there. you drove. I'll say you drove ten to twelve hours. Yeah, it was. Whereas fun. I only drove about four, I think, and then Kurt and Craig, I think, split up about four or five yeah. between themselves. So because uh, I drove, Ken drove, like he said, from Bristol to Lexington, then I drove from Lexington home. Uh, on Sunday, which at first I got really tired. As soon as I took the wheel, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Now I'm really tired. I, I should have taken a nap while I could have. But I had a buddy come up. Jared came up and talked to me, and I had my, my Pepsi, and I was good to go, man. I was I was ready to roll, so I made it home just fine. Now, the ride back was a little different. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> on our way back, we got to, I think we were probably we what, weren't th- even that far two hour, an hour into it, yeah. two hours into it. And we heard some really loud thuds <laughs> yeah, on the bottom of our, our, our bus. It was real like, quick what? and quit. Yeah. What the hell was that? 
So we were like, oh, well, if it's gonna, if it'll do it again, if it's something that we need to know about. And then <laughs> sure a enough. little while later, yeah, sure enough, again. So we're like, okay, we gotta stop and check it out. So we got out of the bus. Uh, we pulled over on the side of the interstate, got out of the bus, and looked at it. Our inside passenger side tire on the rear had lost its middle tread because when we bought the bus, the guy we bought it from said, "New rubber." Yeah, new rubber. It's got new rubber on. It, new rubber. And we're thinking, okay, new tires. And we thought about it. You can retread semi tires. And so he retreaded semi these semi tires, and uh, yeah, that tire just apparently got retreaded really, really horribly, and the middle tread had completely been thrown off of it. Yeah. So we had no middle tread. We just had the two outside treads, but the rest of the way it made yeah. it just fine. We thought it was a ticking when, time bomb. Yeah. When I was driving, they said oh, it's about to blow, man. There well, is there some loud noise. It. Yeah. There's some loud noises down there. It's it's about to go. And I was like, oh boy, here we go. Of course, now that I'm driving, you know, I've always I. I Stuff always breaks for, on me for whatever reason. Stuff always breaks for me, and uh, it, but it didn't. It didn't. Thank God. Um, but I will say what did happen when we got about an hour away from the house. Uh, we hit a huge storm, dude. There was there must have been like a freaking tornado come through our town. Cause yeah, there was so many limbs. Yeah, everywhere. I my yard is still covered in yeah, branches same. and uh, well, no, I picked up the branches yesterday, but they're covered in leaves. It just looks like a, a bomb went off, and my patio furniture had blown everywhere. It was pretty wild, but uh, you know, thank God nothing actually happened damaging to the house that we know of yet, and no one else around us got damaged. So that 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 was always good. But driving that bus and that that sixty mile an hour gusts, I'm sure they were they're pretty high. I was all over the road, so it was uh, pretty gnarly. But like I said, we made it. We're good, and we're ready to take it on next year. Um, but so let's talk about the atmosphere, of Bristol. So now we've both camped. Well, actually, all of us have camped at two different campgrounds now down there. Really, me and Ken, three. Three, yeah. Um, <clears throat> which campground have you liked the most so far? Uh, I still think Bristol Campground because they have – I mean, the location isn't as good, but right. they have that – well, I guess technically, no, this year's probably better because I was going to say Bristol Campground's got a uh, concert, but the concert – the main concert was literally like a two-minute walk from our camp. Yeah, we could – I mean, we could hear it clear as day, the yeah. concert. But out, it was when big we were rich, on, Yeah, so. when we were sitting on top of our bus – <clears throat> on Thursday night was Thursday night yeah Thursday night Big and Rich played and first off I mean I like country music but I don't think Big and Rich is country music they're and they didn't even play more yeah, than like they played two, two of their own songs. songs I mean they had to play Save a Horse Ride a Cowboy and then that new one that's been on the radio I don't even remember what it's called they have a new song well it's not really new it's probably the past two or three years mm. four years or so it's their newest song I'm sure but everyone kept saying all they did was like talk the whole yeah. time played covers and talked so it's like we kind of figured that that's why we didn't go because we don't like Big and Rich so we kind of skipped out on it but everyone else went and they said it sucked so we were like yep told you so we were sitting back there drinking beer which yeah they got to go listen to some music while we just did the same thing and drank beer at the camper but I mean we got to sit on top and you know shoot the crap and have a good time up there but um, beer pong. Yeah, it, I, I I personally like the camp spot we had this year more than the rest because as you, I don't know, I'm sure we've talked about it on here, but last year Sucked. we were literally on like a probably like 11 percent hill the entire time. <clears throat> I mean, we were. I, I broke my brother's cot. Yeah, you had to lay like with your head facing uphill because if you lay, lay on your side, you're rolling the whole time. Yeah, like, it wasn't gonna happen. <clears throat> yeah, or if you lay with your head down, you'd probably have a bu- you, blood you, rush to you'd your probably head. Die. <laughs> it was that bad. But um, I, I like this sucked. campground because of the party atmosphere. There was a lot more people, and last year was cool because we kind of had it to ourselves. Have we even said the name. It's Earhart. I don't know. If- yeah, Earhart. Yeah, camp, the Earhart Campground. Actually, we were on their Facebook. 
That's pretty cool. Oh yeah, I guarantee. Uh, they posted a picture of our setup. Yeah, they posted a picture of our setup on Facebook. So if you guys go check out their Facebook, really my Facebook too, uh, you could see that um, you could, I, I shared that picture. So, um, but yeah, the, the campground this year was way better because we just were around more people and we got to talk to more people and we got to party a little more because last year, yeah, we got to party, but we were kind of by ourselves. We had a shower house this year. Yeah. We had a shower house this year, which was awesome. And next year, I think I'm going to do the $20 yeah. buy every, buy all day showers and just, you know, take probably two showers a day so I can get my money's worth. But, um, yeah, I, I like this year's campground more just because like I said, it was just more of a, uh, friendly atmosphere whereas the last one was just like i want to stay away from everybody is what it felt like and you're literally right where everything is at the track yes. as far as it was, the toyota stuff yeah. and the, the tents literally except for the other side of the track but compared to last year you're walking either way right there so this year we could probably get in our seats we could literally walk from our our rv to our seats and i'm talking going through gates well well that's a whole yeah, other story. story but if going through gates and everything we could be in our seats in probably 30 minutes no problem Whereas last year, walking from where we walked, going through gates and all that stuff, it probably took us about 45 minutes to an hour yeah. to get to our seats. But this year, talking about, since we're on the topic of going through the gates and stuff, <laughs> I don't know. I guess Bristol did a remodel earlier this year because um, I guess it was after the spring race. That's what Randy and Paul and all them mm-hmm. said, that those seats were not like that after the spring race. So they did a remodel. Took out half the took seats. Took out a lot of seats in our specific section. I'm sure some other sections. So now, instead of having uh, just a bunch of bleacher seats or rows, there's they took out every other row, all the even rows. So the even row of bleachers now became like a little tabletop you could set stuff on. So it's really cool. I really like it because we could lay our stuff up there. It's obviously because it's filling the gaps. Yeah, yeah, but. because it used to be able to hold 160,000. Now it can only hold probably like 150 or 145 or something. But um, still, <clears throat> if we could get back to that capacity, that'd be fantastic. But anyways, so we're walking up to the gate. We go to scan our tickets, and this is uh, Friday night at the Xfinity race because right. Thursday night truck tickets you buy at the at the gate. So we have our tickets that we had pre-ordered months ago, like literally the day after the race. Our buddy Ryan, who's in charge it's of all been this, like a year. had ordered them. It'd been literally a year. So we uh, go up to the gate. <clears throat> they scan our tickets. Comes up as a red X, like that that dreaded sound. Because every time you hand someone a ticket, and you're like, I really hope it does the, the sound <laughs> it's supposed to do. Well, ours didn't the first time, and I'm like, oh, they scanned it wrong. Does it again? Same thing. Same thing. Same Switch thing. Switch tickets still wrong. Switch tickets. All of our tickets came up like that, and then they were like, you know, kind of fumbling around themselves, like, what do we do? What? Do? And then they just said, just go ahead and go because it's the Finney race. It's not like there's yeah. any crap ton of people there. It's anyways. not like you're going to be fighting for a seat. Exactly. So I just let us in. We walked up to our seats and we didn't even sit in our normal seats. That We just sat a little higher up because we just, it, it, we just tried to find a, the biggest open area we could for all of us to get in, which is really easy. So <clears throat> didn't think much of it. Went back uh, Saturday night for the cup race. Same thing. We got to the gate. Tickets did not go through. Red X on the little electronic scanner. Guy did it a couple times, and he's like, um, you guys are going to have to go back down to the ticket booth. And I'm like, this happened last night. He's like, yeah, well, last night we, we let you guys in or let everybody in because of this reason, this reason. But there's a lot of counterfeits out there now, so we're sending people back to the ticket booth. And we're like, hold on. We bought these tickets from Bristol. We yeah, have the, com- the envelope, we, envelope. Yeah, we had the envelope. And came, it came in with all like the little promo uh, pamphlets and stuff. We had a, 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 a cert, uh, email, a, a confirmation email. We had everything. And the guy was just like, no, you got to go down there because there's a lot of counterfeits. I'm like, dude, this is not a counterfeit ticket. If it is, y'all gave it to yeah. us. So 
let us, you know, we're we're getting pretty pissed off at this point because we're like, we this bought like, this from you guys. This like is 10 minutes yeah, for the race. Not starts. even. They were they'd already done driver introductions yeah. and the national anthem. We missed anthem the national and anthem and all We missed that. all that stuff. We missed the flyover. We missed everything, which is not the end of the world, but that's one of the cool things about yeah, going to races the, the national anthem and flyover. So we go down to the ticket booth and we're talking to this lady and she's like, um, she asked actually a sheriff's deputy that was working security there <clears throat> for that county. He goes, hey, can you take these gentlemen up there? Go to that gate, go to that guy, and say they're good to go. Yeah, they're real Tell tickets. Tell them I verified them. They're real tickets. They bought them from us. So he takes us up there, and we st- still stand up for probably 20 it's, minutes. It's a freaking climb to yeah, get back up it there. Yeah, it is. It is. It's it's on a pretty good size hill. Yeah. So we get up there, and, and the, the sheriff's deputy's like, lady down there at the ticket booth said to let him in. These tickets are good. And she, he goes, who? The head lady down there, she's kind of short and blonde. I don't know who that is. So the guy's just being... I, we I, have the law with us. Yes. He's doing his job, yes. But at the same time, he's being an asshole. So it kind of sucked. But I just... he Eventually, and he, and he, he even said, said... He's like, these tickets, they're not counterfeit, I'm pretty sure, because like, the counterfeit ones are a lot thinner and it's pretty obvious. Yeah. And it's like, didn't let us in. Yeah. Dude. And then he goes... And then eventually, he just stopped and said, okay, let me tell you what. I'll let you guys in. Take well, I took pictures of the tickets. We're getting someone down here to verify it so that way you guys don't miss much of the race. We're like, thank you. So he lets us in. We go to our seats. Never hear from anything out ever again because well, we our get tickets to our were seats real. And there's people in our seats. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was another thing. Yeah. There were some people in our seats, and uh, they were like, "Oh, we got the same ticket." And like, I'm like, "No, they, they don't. don't. I, I don't think that happened. That very rarely happens. I'm sure that they print out more than the same ticket. You know, more of the same ticket." So he looks at his tickets, and I'm like, "Your seat 12 and 13," and he's sitting in seat like 15 because there's people on the left side of us and people on the right side of us, and I'm like you're in the wrong seats and he's like well blah, 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 blah. i'm like dude you're in the wrong seats yeah. your seats are right there you just have to move to them you have to sit by people i'm sorry we're gonna be sitting on this other side of you and then eventually he got up moved down and i think he was a little upset about it but whatever yeah. he was in our, the wrong seats and then eventually like probably lap by lap 100 he got up and walked off well, with that, his wife they went somewhere else i guess when we were sitting there or arguing with the guy that uh I think a guy was from Australia. That guy in the red shirt, bald-headed, came up to me. He's like, look, this is happening, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I don't care. Like, that's not my problem. He's like, it happened to all of us. You have to sit wherever you want. I was like, no, that's not my problem. These are our seats. Yeah. Like, get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. These are our seats. And he's like, whatever. Like, he had nothing to do with it, but yeah. he was trying to tell me it was no big deal, and it was. Yeah. Like, and plus, with them taking the, the seats out, we didn't get to sit as a group. So right. So we all yeah. sat like... 20 feet apart yeah it was it really sucked but uh i i think we'll figure that out now and we'll try to be able to change that up a little bit this year that way we can actually be able to kind of talk to each other instead of sitting what feels like forever away but uh <clears throat> all in all though still even with all that good race experience i enjoyed it as usual um party atmosphere was great races were pretty pretty darn good especially the cup race and the truck race was even really good yeah, next the to the awesome. females not doing anything. But, um, yeah, it was it was a great, great weekend. So um, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I cannot wait to go back next year. I, I mean, I cannot wait. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, the only thing that happened at the campground that was negative was we dumped our swimming pool because <laughs> it was yeah. gross. It was full of nasty water that we'd been in all week. You yep. know? So anyway, we dumped that, and I guess it, like, soaked some guy's outdoor carpet, like, two trailers down two campers down and he was not happy with us now he he wanted to throw it away so he was like winded he like you know balled it up and threw it like he was trying to throw it away so we're like okay so he took it we set it on top of our deck of our rv Dried like dry out. out and now we have a car, outdoor carpet so it was a he, win-win yeah he, he just got mad and ken ken was the the mediator here because he went up and said look man 
it's not stupidity, it's ignorance. Or it's not, we didn't mean to do it. He kept saying that we were disrespecting yeah, him. Disrespect, and I was yeah. like, it's not disrespect, it's ignorance. Like, we had no intent of yeah, soaking we, it's not like we. Yeah, it's not like we purposely did that. We Especially, just, like, how far away that was, and it was on, a, like, a downhill more towards the road. Plus, I thought the ground would absorb all that. So yeah, like, but it, I guess it didn't. <laughs> good thing we dumped a small pool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, we, did, when did we dump the big pool? Uh, the next morning. I must have been in the shower or yeah. something. We dumped the next pool, or the big pool the next morning. But we dumped it. Because the other one, Kyle had dumped literally like towards this trailer and again it was like two two spots away yeah. so you still wouldn't think it'd make it that far because it wasn't that big of a pool but the bigger one we had i ended up stepping on the opposite side or the corner the opposite corner that was towards the road so that way it would drain out and towards the road um but i mean it we didn't hear anything else about it after no. that so i don't know just some people whatever but this guy was also probably like 65 years old just uh just a crabby old man so i'm sure our other neighbors hated us but we couldn't understand what they're saying so. right yeah so who cares <laughs> it was funny because like we're out there drinking beer playing beer pong up on top of this bus and they're out on like on this nice outdoor carpet drinking wine out of these wine glasses and stuff <laughs> they literally had like champagne glasses and she was reading Mimosas her book and, and, stuff and yeah oh man it was and i'm like i'm so sorry guys like if you <laughs> I don't. Yeah, they were already there when we moved yeah, in. We're. we're just like, sorry guys, you know, this is we're a bunch of young guys. You know, I hate to do it to you, but we're here to have a good time. Yeah. So, they were good sports. Yeah. Oh man, but yeah, like I said, all in all, I I enjoyed this campground this weekend. I mean, it was nice because last year, my son, you and I, Ken, only got to go down there. We went down there. Was it Thursday night? Missed the truck yeah, race and got there race. early Friday morning. And then got to go to the uh, Xfinity race and Cup race, but yeah, sure we got to go to all three. And it rained the whole time. Yeah, I will say though, did you get to sleep at all? How how much did you sleep on the way down there? Uh, After you got done driving, of course. Maybe maybe an hour. I laid there for a long time, but it wasn't really <clears> that easy to fall asleep. Same with I don't think yeah, I didn't sleep at all on the way back. Yeah, I think on the way down there, I probably didn't sleep. I definitely didn't sleep over an hour, and I don't even know if I slept that much. I probably slept half an hour, 45 minutes, because I was in and out all the time, just laying down. And it, it was, I was comfy-ish. It was just like the the noise and the moving. And being and, paranoid, you're going to yeah, die. Yeah, exactly. Being paranoid that you're going to hit a freaking tree or something. Or go off a mountainside. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, lose <laughs> lose all power and roll backwards <laughs> on a hill. You know, you don't you just don't know, and that you're, that's what you're thinking of. So, um yeah, on the way down there, I didn't get to sleep worth a lick. And then we got there at like 9 o'clock in the morning, got set up. And then we kind of hung out, started drinking a little bit. And then I was like, I have to take a nap if I'm going to survive tonight. So I took about a, probably I'd say two-hour nap, hour nap. I don't know how long it was, but I woke up. And like I said, it was during the day, and the bus is black, so it was super hot. Yeah, covered in, in sweat. Yeah, covered in sweat. I mean, it was disgusting. Fell asleep in the shade, woke up in the sun. Yeah. So I uh, took a quick nap. And that got me through the night. We, I mean, we still got home Thursday night from the race, the truck race, and I was tired. So that's when they stopped by the concert, and me and Ken just went back and hung out. And Dude, chilled. I had the worst migraine the next day for like a solid four hours. I slammed like six bottles of water. Yeah. Finally went away. But yeah, it was uh, it was yeah quite the t- quite the evening that night. Like I said, I was just really tired. And got up the next day, Saturday though, or Friday was a, a big day. Friday was the party day for everybody. We stayed up to about 3.30 in the morning playing beer pong with some Canadians. So, um, good time. Good time. But, and they left their uh, George Dickel on the bus. Oh, yeah, their whiskey. It is now at my house. Yep. <laughs> we now have it. Met a couple puppies, too. Oh, yeah. There's this Willie. black lab that was so cute. Her name was Dega, too. Yeah. So, she was adorbs. Uh, makes me want another dog. But, 
I don't think Milo would appreciate that very much. <laughs> um, so I guess we can actually get into talking about the actual race now. <clears throat> so I won't get into too much of the Trek and Xfinity race. Uh, Trek race was won by Brett Moffitt. It was the opening race for the chase or their playoffs. Playoff, yeah. yeah, the Trek playoffs. Um, and that dude won last year the championship and he's pretty well it sounds like he's been dominating this year so sounds like he's well on his way to another championship um reddick of course, won the xfinity right huh did reddick win Who yes did? yeah tyler reddick won the xfinity um so which is kind of crazy because moffitt and reddick both won championships and, and truck and xfinity respectfully and um they both won the race <laughs> the the truck and but or uh, xfinity race friday and, or thursday and friday night um but the craziest part about the Xfinity races, Tyler Reddick came from dead last to win it because he'd failed the inspection four, four times. times. He failed po- a pre-race inspection four times. That's crazy. I'm surprised he even got to race. <laughs> I mean, not really. Just, you know, whatever. But, yeah, his uh, – I think some people got suspended off of his team or, you know, his race engineer or car engineer or whatever it was. Couldn't, couldn't stay. Um, but, yeah, he ended up coming from behind to win it. And I think it was only because – Kyle. The, yeah, Kyle Busch – had some engine failure or some car problems <clears throat> and then Joey Logano and Christopher Bell got into an accident Eric Jones got into an accident so all the big big heavy hitters in the Xfinity series including the cup guys that were racing uh, Friday night they got into accidents or had something happen so uh, not exactly oh, well I guess yeah and Justin Allgaier he had a great car too and I yeah, thought he blew it as soon as, yeah, end, as soon as Kyle Busch was out I was like oh, it's Allgaier's race to lose and sure enough he lost it he's probably my car. favorite Xfinity driver yeah yeah but um, good race though it's just I don't think uh, I don't think Reddick would have won had any of those guys not wrecked out real quick with the truck race uh, we were at our camper or bus the next day after the truck race obviously and uh, Grant Infinger drove by and he kind of hung out with us for a couple minutes and signed some stuff for us and uh, the the generator we had was a champion generator which he sponsored by them so he thanked us for that and uh yeah i got to shake his hand and all that it was pretty sweet we got an autographed picture from him in in our bus now um they gave us a flag and i went up there and hung the flag and they said we had a lot of people say that they took they're like bristol um media personnel photo photographers their photographer they took pictures of us and they took a picture of me going down the slide um, with that flag and said they were going to post it, but we haven't seen anything. The only thing I've seen is Earhart Campground posting a picture of us uh, I think in our setup. It. I think they will eventually, possibly. So just kind of kind of keep an eye on that. But yeah, it, it was still a really cool experience to meet like a race car driver like that, especially a guy that's in the in the playoff. Yeah, that's doing very well. He's I think he's fifth or fourth in the in the standings. So yeah, he, he got a, fifth at the race. He, yeah, he had a pretty solid performance there. So. Um, the other night, so I mean, he's it's he's he's looking pretty good, and uh, it was really cool to meet him. And I don't really remember much of meeting him. I do remember him being there because I went up to him and I said, "Hey, you look like the guy in charge here." <laughs> I looked over because all of his, you know, the people that were on like the two golf carts were there's probably eight or nine other people standing over there walking around with him. And I was like, "Which one of these guys do you want to go down the slide?" And he goes, "Uh, the guy in the blue that was just staring directly at me," and he was also the guy when they were across the way. We were up on top. Like I said, Jared and I were just belting and singing and going crazy. 
And I look, he was just staring up at me, laughing his butt off. And I'm like, I'm like seeing him pointing at him and dancing and all that stuff. And he's just laughing. So when they came back around, I asked, "Hey, you look like you're in charge. Which one? You know, which one you got? Do you want to go down the slide?" He said, "The guy in the blue, the guy I'd been singing to earlier." And I looked at him. I was like, "Come on, come on!" And he, he said, "Later." Like, yeah, he said, "Later." I'll come back later. Which ex- we knew exactly what that meant. We learned pretty quick what "I'll come by later" meant. Meant that it was never going to happen. So, um, to all you people that go to races out there. If you say it, you better mean it. Yeah. You better mean it. Because if we say it, we mean it. So, as g Easy said. Hey, Canada came by later. Yeah, Canada did. You're right. You're right. So, um, but yeah, I guess we can start talking about the cup race, though. So, pretty obvious. Well, I mean, the cat's been let out of the bag already. But <clears throat> Matt DiMenedetto, career best finish in second place. Just got beat out. Yeah. Just got beat out by Denny Hamlin. Who, Denny Hamlin, I think, had the best car because I mean it was clear he had the best car um and he was just on rails the whole time and I <laughs> dude he came out of nowhere though like when Matt was leading all those laps or whatever and I knew that oh, I, I saw it coming I saw you know Brad and Chase fighting for a second and third and then here comes Denny and then they kept showing Denny on the the screen I'm like why and I was like he's in second holy crap yeah. where'd he come from I, I saw that coming because first off I mean you don't start on the pole and not have a fast right. race car unless you're Austin Dillon so um <laughs> Well, in, that, in his case, you start on the pole, you wreck, and then you're out. So Dude, their really goal, matter. though, for this year was to have fast qualifying cars. So Who's? Austin Dillon. Oh, yeah. So I think that's, like, their one thing they want to be good yeah. at. And they sure are. He's gotten, like, three poles this yeah, year. Yeah, he's, he's definitely got he a fast car. He just can't freaking finish a race on, in a good position. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, Denny started on the pole, led quite a few laps, and then Lar- him and Larson went back and forth mm-hmm. for a while, like the first – stage stage and a half truex was up and there. truex was up there truex had a very very fast car um and then harvick led a little bit which he ended yeah. up having some engine issues or a transmission that's what it was that's, yeah his transmission just got shot to crap so he got wheeled he got pushed back to the garage um <clears throat> and then uh what, what else i guess eric jones had a pretty good race he was he was up in the top five top ten all day but so was matt Benedetto. Mm-hmm. oh he was in top ten the he whole was race. yeah the almost the entire race i think there was he he didn't finish stage two in the top ten. He finished stage one in the top ten. I think in like sixth or fifth, but stage two he did not finish in the top ten. But I think that was because the only reason Kurt Busch even won that stage was because of pit stops. Right. Pit stops had happened like right before that. So um, the top ten in, in stage at the end of stage two did not look like it should have. I guess if it, if the end of stage would have happened twenty laps later, yeah, it wouldn't have looked like that. So, um, but yeah. I mean, solid race from great race from Denny Hamlin, and he even said right when he got out of the car and got interviewed on the track, he's like, "I am so sorry." I've never to, seen that to Matt Benedetto. I've never seen it either, because it's like I, as much. So there's a lot of guys in NASCAR, obviously, that I, I I don't really care for. There's a lot of guys that I like and I respect. Then there's guys that I just love. Denny Hamlin's one of those guys that I respect, but I don't exactly care for too much because I know he's a baby, which they can all be babies. But that took a lot to do that kind of thing, like to say, look. I know one because at the end of the day, he's thinking probably I still won the race. I'm still going to get paid. I'm still doing all this stuff, but I'm gonna give Matt a little bit of a moment here, you know. And the minute Matt got, everyone was waiting for Matt to be on the jumbotron yeah. and get interviewed. No one cared that Denny was the talking. minute. I mean, the minute they started talking about the next, they interviewed Denny first, obviously, and then I want to say they interviewed Chase Elliott. They did. They interviewed Chase Elliott next, who finished third. Was it third? He I finished say third? third. So he finished third. They interviewed him. And then 
as soon as they started, well, the heartbreak story of the night, everyone knew exactly what that meant. Yeah. So everyone just started going bonkers. I mean, it was so loud. I'm getting chills just thinking yeah, about it. I and almost it, cried. Yeah, <laughs> it was so loud. And we're all yelling and screaming. So he gets on the screen. He doesn't even say anything. He's yeah, trying he to say something, talk. but he can't because he's so emotional because all the love and support he's getting from all these fans. Like the videos don't do it justice. No, they do not. You can't really hear much at all in the videos. You have to look at like actual video and I should have recorded it I should because I knew that was going to happen and I should have recorded the whole thing on my phone but I didn't so I'm sure there's videos out there that you can find that you know people are so they have the whole thing so uh but yeah I uh, it was just absolutely amazing and that's that's what sports are about that's what NASCAR is about because this guy literally on like Wednesday or Tuesday had gotten told yeah, he's driving that for his he's life. not yeah he's he's not going to be driving for the uh Levine Bob Levine next year or Levine whatever you say his name He's not going to be driving for him next year. So basically, you better kick it in the last 12 races or 13 races because you need to find a ride next year. And I think that if as long as he stays fairly consistent, top 15, top 20, I think he'll find a ride after that performance. Really almost based on that performance alone. Denny Hamlin in not the interview, but at the later on, to yeah. Petty and all that. He's like, if no one picks him up, these owners are a bunch of idiots. Yes, yes. So. Because he's only 28 years old. Yeah, he doesn't look 28. No, though. he doesn't look 28 at all. He looks a lot older. <laughs> but he's 28 years old, so he's very young. He's literally 10 years younger than Hamlin. Because I looked that up earlier. Because he's like, you know, I looked up to Hamlin. Or, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've watched him as a kid, and I'm like, how much? you're not that much younger than him. Sure enough, he's 10 years younger. And then he started at like 21, 22 years old. So, Maybe it's because he's just such a big dude. Yeah, that's probably right. But he's got the personality to be a superstar. He's got the skill to be a superstar. I mean, he's just got it all, man. And now he just gained a crap ton of fans from that. Oh, yeah. me, me for one of yeah. them. I'm, I'm definitely. I mean, I was we, looking we, up. I was looking up his shirts and stuff. Yeah, yesterday. Same, I was too, but I'm not going to buy one just because I know he's not going to be racing that car next year. Yeah. So there's no point, you know. But uh, yeah, I just maybe something like that says Italian Stallion on it or something like that. <laughs> maybe that. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, he's he's been doing really well this year, and uh, I'm just I can't commend that dude enough because. He's a sm- he's coming from a small market team, which, as you all know, if you know anything about NASCAR, small market teams generally stay sucking, either twentieth or la- or farther back. They just stay crappy. And even so, big names that go to small teams suck most yeah, of the time. Yeah, like uh, Clint Boyer, he's pretty good now. But back when he raced for like Michael Waltrip Racing, and um, the next year he went to I can't remember what the other team he was, but it was a one year deal because basically what happened was. Michael Walter Racing shut down, but Clint Boyer's contract said wherever Michael Walter Racing goes, you go. So someone bought Michael Walter Racing, so that meant Clint Boyer had to race for them that next year, and that was a terrible year. I mean, terrible year. And so, and he's obviously a good race car driver, but that's another thing I want to talk about later is Clint Boyer. But um, yeah, it's just you know if you get big guys that go to small market teams like that, they generally don't do that well. Casey Kane, yeah, Matt Casey, Kinsis, yeah, Casey Kane was in the car, which I think Casey Kane. I've kind of come to say that Casey Kane is either overrated. I still love him, but if Case Cam was, I think he was either overrated or Matt DiBenedetto was just very underrated. So, <clears throat> I mean, it's, I don't know. But, yeah, Matt D, great, great, great run, and then great post-race interviews. I still, like I said, I got, I got chills still because I can't get that out of that, like that video playing out of my head yeah. of him getting up on the Jumbotron. He couldn't even say it, and the, the girl that was interviewing was like, you know, we're going to give you a minute, and he's like, thanks. And you could tell his voice was cracking the yeah. whole time because he was trying to fight back tears. And emotion and everything. It was just one of the best moments I think in NASCAR this year so far. He's hungry for sure. Yes, he is. He's definitely hungry, and I think he'll 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 eat soon soon enough. So, uh, but yeah. So going over this, <clears throat> talking about Matt D and his success this year. 
He's gotten three top fives, which you know doesn't set the world on fire, but still, for that small team, three top fives, five top tens, and thirteen top twenties. So we're twenty. How many races is that? Twenty. No idea. Because how many races are total at thirty six? I think so. Yeah. Thirty six, thirty eight, something like that. So we're at like race twenty two right now, twenty twenty one, twenty two right now, and he's gotten half of them have been top twenties basically. So I mean that's that's pretty good, but most of, most of the top twenties are like sixteenth, seventeenth, that are obviously that aren't including the top ten, top fives, but they're like sixteenth, fifteenth, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's like he's still placing top fifteen most of the time, or you know, low or I guess mid to low teens. But you know, it's he's only can, he can only do so much that the car can do, or he can only do as much as the car will let him do. So. And he had uh, Mike Willard, Denny's old crew Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. So that's, that was another big deal for Denny. Yeah, he was like, man, I hate that for those guys and wheels. That's what they call them, I guess. So. I did like how Denny was like, look, I can't just let someone win. He's like, I got to right. give He's 110%. Like, yeah. He's like, because obviously everyone on every race team works extremely hard. So if Denny would have kind of let Matt win, first off, that would have been really poor for the sport because it's like you can't have that charity kind of mentality. Matt probably would have hated it. Yeah, Matt would have hated it. Guarantee it. And then the Mike Wheeler would have hated it. I mean, everyone would have hated it. And you can't do that to a team that, you know, works so hard because Denny said exactly like you just said. I mean, he's – everyone works hard. So Denny just pointed out that his team has worked just as hard and they deserve that win. But he just hated that he had to beat Matt and Benedetto. Yeah. If it had been like Kyle Busch, he'd have been like, to hell with him. You know, like, <laughs> right. screw him. I'm, I'm winning. You know, it wouldn't have been a storyline at all. So, um, yeah, it was just, <clears throat> it sucks. But so going back to Matt DiBenedetto leaving the 95 team, they, I've heard that it's either going to be Eric Jones or uh, Christopher Bell. They're going to be driving that car next year. You think Jones? <clears throat> That's what they said. Either wow. Eric Jones, yeah, because they may want to shift. Because, well, first off, Toyota and Joe Gibbs has put a lot of money into Christopher Bell. And, yeah. and uh, what's his face? Eric Jones. But <clears throat> so basically, it's just trying to figure out where they want those two to land. But I think Eric Jones has kind of submitted his spot in the 20 car now because he had a great run, too. He just caught the wall at the end, but he's had a great year. So I, I, I think they'll keep him in the 20 car. And then I think Bell's a stud, though. He dude. is. And I think they're going to move him to the 95 because I think the 95 is because it's basically, it's you know, it's funded by Joe Gibbs, yeah. essentially. It's almost. It's a fourth Joe Gibbs car, or a fifth Joe Gibbs car, essentially. But um, it's just obviously not the 20, the 19, the 11, or the 18. So, um, yeah, it's, it's still a good car, though. Um, and like you said, Christopher Bell is a stud. He's going to be something really, really special. So I think, you know, I think he'll be fine. But <clears throat> the reason they're moving those guys in there is because those guys bring a lot of money with them as far as sponsorships. Because <clears throat> Matt Benedetto, yes, he has sponsors, but he does not have the financial backing that a Christopher Bell or an Eric Jones has. So, look, Bob Levine Racing cannot support a driver that has the the minimal financial backing. Whereas Christopher Bell, like I said, is going to bring a lot of money in with him. So they don't have to. It's not as much of a financial burden on them to support this race car driver. So like Matt Benedetto is racing. It costs him let's just say a million dollars to race a race, as far as like gear, equipment, the car, all that stuff. But and that's in like, and I'd say about sixty percent is coming out of Bob Levine's pocket. Whereas if Christopher Christopher Bell comes in there, he has so many sponsors and so much money as far as sponsorship goes that it's only going to cost Bob Levine twenty five percent to run him out of his pocket. So it's like 
it's a, it's a business. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> talking about the business, um, we actually I actually have a little soundbite from what um, Matt DiBenedetto he went on the NASCAR Sirius XM um, like radio show I guess it's on Channel Ninety on Sirius XM Radio, and he basically said, uh, you know that all the all the heat that Bob Levine is taking in the 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 race team and everything Forget is, rid of them. yeah, or yeah, don't, you know, stop talking like that because this is a business move. It's not a personal, a personal yeah. move. This is nothing personal. So I'm gonna go ahead and play that for us. The best way I can uh, give everyone and the fans kind of the clear, um, clearest picture of it all um, is, is right on here right now is, uh, you know, Bob Levine and his wife, Sharon and I are, are friends um, and will always be friends. And so, yeah, I, I think if they could keep me in the race car and have me as their driver, um, I think they would. And that's what he he said. Uh, they don't want me to not be able to drive for them. But this sport is, costs a lot of money and it's going through a lot of uh, change. And you know, Bob Bob Levine um, has invested. At the end of the day, he's put millions of dollars of his own money uh, into me driving the race car so i yeah i do definitely want everyone to make sure they look at it um, the same way as me of being appreciative of that and his family for uh investing that and trusting in me to drive this car and giving me the opportunity that's the way i'll always look at it and um so yeah it's just a situation of where you know that's a lot of money for um for someone to be spending and they have another option that will um, be much easier on them financially to uh, to run next year and keep keep the team going on, uh, you know, um, up the ladder, you know, climbing the ladder and keep growing the team versus, um, you know, having to look at different options or, or shrink or, you know, that's a lot of money to keep on uh, dumping in and investing. So that's the whole, you know, Bob could probably tell, tell even better, but, um, you know, I just want everybody to make sure that they are very appreciative of them. It's very easy for the, uh, you know, him to be I, I just hate seeing him take a lot of heat because they're such good people um and they do love me and believe in me and they feel the same way as as fans do of wanting me to keep on driving that race car but they're uh they're great people <laughs> and um yeah they definitely don't deserve to be taking any heat if anything they need uh, gratitude i mean that's kind of tells you right there that the kind of person matt is i mean yeah you could always say that you know everyone has to say that kind of thing you know they have to <clears throat> praise their you know their team owners and stuff like that but he doesn't have to do that he could be pissed off because he doesn't have a ride next year and he doesn't his ride is not guaranteed you think it would be after this weekend but it's not guaranteed it's not um so i just think that it was really really big of him to do that so um i can't commend him enough for that and because at first i'm like why are they letting him go why are they i didn't understand the sponsorship thing because i'm like why in the world, would you let this guy go? That's the best your team's done in forever. Yeah, he's, he's been doing fantastic this year. And yeah, he's only sitting 22nd in the points, something like that. He's he's pretty far back there because he's had some inconsistency in the beginning of the year. But he has turned it on this summer. I mean, he has absolutely turned it on. So why are you getting rid of him? But now that I understand and I've heard everything, I completely get that it's all about finances. It's all about money. And I've kind of expected that, that it's, you know, NASCAR, it's, it's a money. I mean, any sport like that, it's money. Formula One, it's all money. So you 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 know let the person you're going to let drive is going to be the person with that brings in the most money. So the fact that a guy like Christopher Bell can, like I said, bring a bunch of sponsorship money with him, at least way more than Matt can, Matt Benedetto can. It's it's just kind of a no brainer. 
But like I said, I think he'll get picked up by someone because now not only is he going to be able to be picked up by someone, but sponsors are going to start picking him up now because everyone realizes how much everyone loves Matt DiBenedetto. To, to prove more that it's all about the money, you can take Matt, who's talented, but doesn't have the the sponsors and the money, and he's not getting a ride next year as of right now. Mm-hmm. And then you can take, no offense again, these very attractive women who are not very good. Mm-hmm. They prove that. It's not... Yep. Uh, those are facts. <clears throat> yep. And they have all the sponsors in the world because of who they are, you know? I mean, yeah, what they look they, like. They, yeah, they still have a ride. Yeah. So you could take Matt DiMenedetto, stick him in the three car instead of Austin Dillon, and I guarantee that car would be a playoff car. But those are deep pockets that he's not getting in. Exactly. And that's another reason. There's no way. There's no way he's going to take over the the grandson of the team owner's car. Yeah, Jared was asking me. Uh, we were at the haulers and stuff. He was like, who's that, who's that, who's that? And the people on the, the trailers. And I was like, that's Austin Dillon. That's Ty Dillon. I was like, told him who they're uh, – how they got into the sport and everything. He's like, so they're grandfathered in. I was like, literally, literally, grandfathered they were in. literally <laughs> grandfathered in. The grandfather said, I want my, my grandson's racing. So it's just, and I was actually watching this video last night on YouTube about how, um, I think it was just like the biggest scams and the dirtiest sponsors and all this other stuff, like how people, it's all for the money. They just try to scam people out of money. Well, apparently this guy bought his son. He basically had a Ponzi scheme where he got a bunch of money and bought his son's ride in the Xfinity Series for like Cobbush Motorsports and Brad Keselowski Racing and all that stuff. Paid a bunch of money for his son to drive. And his son was actually pretty decent, but his dad illegally got all that money for him to drive. So his dad got sentenced to 10 years in prison. Oh, wow. So it's like, is he the best dad ever? Is he the worst (laughs) dad ever? Because he got in trouble for that. The sacrifice. Yeah, the sacrifice for his son. But, you know, you just see... It, you just see so many people coming in with silver spoons, and it's just like it makes you wonder who's out there, you know, that could actually drive yeah. that just needs a chance. Because yeah. that's how it was back in the day. I mean, yeah, you could use money back in the day. There's some guys that brought money with them, but like Earnhardt came from nothing. Like well, Dale Earnhardt, just, like they've said, the the average age of getting to, into the sport is so young now. Like it's clear that it's from money. They didn't have enough time in their life to prove anything. So I mean it's it's no longer coming into the sport at 30 or 40 whatever you know it's 16 there was a 16 year old that raced in the arca race and then went into the truck series at bristol when we watched he did pretty well he got wrecked but yeah he 16 years old yeah he was 16 he won the uh canaan race or whatever it was the night before or that earlier the night, yeah, yeah the same night of the truck race uh we actually didn't get to go to that Haley deegan was racing i kind of wanted to go to it but everyone else didn't want to so i was like that's not a big deal whatever because Haley Deegan will be eventually racing, I'm sure, in the truck slash Xfinity. Because she's actually kind of a stud. So, um, it'll be cool to see her come up there. But, yes, the kid that won Chris Myers, I think was his name, or something like that. I can't remember. He, yeah, that sounds right. He won the Canaan race, and then literally an hour later suited up for a truck race. He did extremely well. Ran the top ten all day. And then got wrecked at the end. He got tapped on the left rear, tried to correct it, and just shot straight to the fence and smoked the wall. Um, well, uh... What number was he? Do you Nine, remember? Uh, Twenty-one. Well, there was a another guy. I don't know if they're talking about him or not, but it was his first Bristol ever, and he ran top. It was fifty-one. Whoever fifty-one was, he ran like top three almost all night. Really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I know who you're talking about though. Yeah. Because yeah. he was the one that was constantly battling back and forth mm-hmm. with like. Uh, it might have been forty-five. Was it forty-five? Yeah, it was. Uh, I think Ross was forty-five. That's yeah, Ross Chastain, who liked their Instagram post by the way. Yeah, that's true. The Melon Man. <clears throat> so, um, but yeah, the 
going back to Matt DiBenedetto, I think he will definitely get picked up for a ride next year. I really hope it's some. And I was looking yesterday at some of the, uh, I guess some of the drivers next year that could be kicked out of the ride. And I'd really like to see him and Stuart Haas equipment, but I don't think they're going to, I mean, Tony Stewart is a businessman too, but so he may let go of Boyer if Boyer doesn't make the playoffs this year. He may let go of him, but I don't see that happening really. Maybe another year for Boyer just to. You think they'd get rid of Boyer before Suarez? Suarez? Well, Suarez is only a first year into it and he's in the playoffs right now. So that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know that you could do that. I don't think Tony would do that. But then again, he may take – well, just because at some point you have to still be a, a businessman and say, I could take a fairly proven veteran, which we'll, we'll go ahead and get onto that topic now, but a fairly proven veteran in Clint Boyer or a promising rookie or a promising young guy in, in Daniel Suarez. Obviously, you're not going to have to pay Daniel Suarez near as much. And – He's he's the only guy that's racing from Mexico, so he's probably got a huge following yeah, I was in Mexico. Say, with his attitude and his diversity, I yes. mean, he's probably bringing he's in more. probably the best option. But Clint Boyer is like the most popular driver besides he Chase. is one of the very mo- yeah he is absolutely one of the most popular drivers. However, getting on the topic of Clint Boyer, he has really nothing to show for it. Nothing. He's won a handful of races in his career, and no, he's missed the playoffs now. If he misses the playoffs this year, he'll miss the playoffs two out of his three years with Stuart Haas. Mm. How can you miss the playoffs at Stuart Haas equipment? Kevin Harvick's made it, and he's won a championship. Danica did it every year, buddy. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but again, that's Danica. Um, but like, you can't, like, I just don't understand how. That's just kind of another thing. We're going to get on another topic talking about another person later, Ryan Newman. But at what point is it not? Is he not doing good enough? Like, yes, you know he's got the stuff, but it's like he keeps making mistakes and keep making the silly, silly decisions and he keeps doing dumb things to get his car wrecked or to take him out of contention. And it's like, at what point, you know, is, is, is enough enough essentially. So, I mean, I just, I don't know. I just think he's, he needs Not all that. He, yeah, he needs to do better. He needs to do better. The last, he, he needs to make the playoffs and maybe make it to the elite eight or the, the, whatever the eight round, round of eight. He basically needs to make it to the round of eight in order for me to say, okay, he needs another year. Because he's got it going now. But I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Because I think when he goes to – where they at this this week? Darlington. Yep. I think if he Throw goes back. to Dar- – he's going to go to Darlington and try too hard. And Darlington's a very hard track, very dangerous track, very fast track. So I think he's going to go there and he's going to wreck again. Then he's going to go into Indy in a must win. And someone else is going to beat him. And he's just not going to have – he's not going to get it. So he's not going to get it done. But uh, I, I just – I think there's quite a few options you could open for Matt DiBenedetto. I really wish that Austin Dillon wasn't a grandson of Richard Childress because he would be out of NASCAR already, at least out of the uh, the Premier Cup Series. Mm-hmm. So um, Him and Ty both. Yeah, him and Ty both most likely. Um, but I could see him going somewhere like JT Daugherty Racing or you know somewhere somewhere smaller like that. So where does Ty? Who's Ty race for? Uh, shoot. Because it ain't his granddad. No, it ain't. I can't remember who it is. But yeah, I, I don't know. Either way, he's not gonna get them that team any wins unless it's a rain win. <laughs> True. So, so getting back on the topic of people that aren't doing what they should be doing, Ryan Newman <clears throat> is averaging like like fourteen, uh, like position fourteen point something or other this year. So he's solidly averaging the top fifteen. However. 
I can't remember the last time he won. And he didn't make the playoffs last year. He hasn't made it since that season where he literally he went at Phoenix like four years ago. Probably something like that. But I know the the year Kevin Harvick won the championship. Um, what's his face? Uh, Ryan Newman literally put Kyle Larson in the wall in order to make the playoffs and kick Gordon, Gordon out. out. Yeah. yeah, like literally, like just smoked him and dumped him basically, so he could get that one extra position to win to beat um to beat Gordon out for the final spot, which. I understand, but that's shady. <laughs> I don't. I don't like that really. Which, I, but I can't say that I. I can't say that I wouldn't do the same thing in the situation because I don't know what I would do in that situation. If my crew chief is like, "Dude, all you need to do is pass this one person," I probably would have given him the bumper. But the only reason I bring that up, excuse me, the only reason I bring that up is because when Matt DiBenedetto was trying to get away from Denny Hamlin this past weekend, he got tangled a little bit with Ryan Newman because Ryan was racing him really hard. They were coming up. Ryan Newman was lap traffic. Ryan Newman was trying not to get lapped. And they were coming up on some slower lap traffic. So um, Ryan Newman cut up in front of DiBenedetto to try to get around this low car on the low side. And he caught Matt DiBenedetto's left front quarter panel, which I think said Matt said he got really tight. As soon as that happened, he got super tight. And that's what let Denny catch him. So some a lot of people have been saying that Ryan Newman cost DiBenedetto the win. Yeah, I mean, I thought he hold, held him up. He did. And he he def- he's known for that, too. Exactly. And that's know, what I'm, saying. I'm racing for the win, Yeah, too. exactly. He's like, I'm racing for my playoff life because he's just barely inside the bubble. And I'm like, dude, you're only losing a lap. You're not losing a position. Yeah. Get over it. Like, that's what I think. I'm like, dude, get the hell out of the way. And Johnson's like a thousand laps down. Like, yeah. Just yeah. chill out. Get out of the way. That's all I got to say is about that. Just get out of the way. I don't really care for Newman too much anymore because of that kind of stuff. Like, yes, you should race hard no matter what. But at some point, if you're getting lapped, let him go. Let the leaders go. You do not want because he probably and that's the kind of I feel like that's the kind of person he is. He doesn't feel bad about <laughs> what he did to Matt DiBenedetto. No. Maybe he does. I hope he does because I think he could have costed Matt the race. Well, he did the same thing to Chase at uh, I almost want to say that was Phoenix when he got where was that? He got passed, but uh, Newman held him up, and that's when Gordon went to the pits and was like, "Hey, buddy, thanks for the help." And Newman was like. What are you talking about? Like, got all up in his face and stuff. And Gordon's like, I'm just saying, thanks for the help, man. Like, like you should have got out of the way. You're racing for, like, 20th. Get out of the way. You know? Yeah. And he didn't. Yeah. That's Which, when he said, I'm racing for the playoffs, too. Yeah. He, he. I get it. He's racing hard the whole time. But still, get the hell out of the way. You know, like, you're lo- you're not losing another position. You're only losing a lap. You're, you're not getting passed by anybody that's trying to – that's going to take the position away from you. So just move over and stop acting like a jackass. So – yeah, I just it's annoying and I hate that. But now that I'm off my soapbox here, <clears throat> we can go back into talking about uh, different things. So like like I said, Ryan Newman, at what point he's solidly finishing in the top fifteen, but he hasn't won a race in God knows how long. It's been two years actually. It was Phoenix. So, so pretty recent. Okay, well still but still though. Before that, his races have been spread out so much. Like he won a lot of races when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Like in his first probably five years in the cup. But he has not been doing anything since then. He's made the final four one time or the championship four one time, and he didn't even win a race that entire year. But he had a higher average finish than Kevin Harvick, who ended up winning the championship. So it's like he's been riding that that train for a long time. But at some point, you need race wins. A team needs wins. Sponsors need wins, and he's not doing that for him. He's not. So at what point is enough enough? And what point would you kick him out of the car? You know, like 
I mean, if you're if you're a if you're who's a heat Roush, if you're a Roush Fenway right now, who what do you say? Do you say I'm gonna keep going because you're I like your finishing, I like when you finish the 14th every freaking week, or do you say, look, I need freaking race race wins, man? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I know every team wants to win, but I'm sure there's some teams that know where they stand as far as they are like where they're at in the sport. So maybe 15th making the playoffs is their goal Roush yeah because Roush hasn't been good since Kevin or since uh, Matt Kenseth back in like the 2008s 2009s maybe Greg Biffle you know the Biff. they guys those guys have not been good or when Carl Edwards was with them they haven't been good since then really so I mean I yes they've been kind of left in the dust because you got Haas Hendrick um, and Gibbs and Penske that are clearly the top four teams I mean those those guys are head and shoulders above the rest of the field then you got your middle of the pack teams which I think is only solely occupied by probably Roush. Then you got your lower pack teams, which are probably like, you know. The rest well, I guess like. Chip Ganassi. I think Chip Ganassi could be middle tier because yeah. they're not exactly a powerhouse. Although, I think putting Kurt Busch in that car has been the best decision that that French or that team has ever made. Because, yeah, they got Kyle Larson, who's a great find. But that dude, he he, he can still be kind of inconsistent because he, he likes to run the high line on a lot of tracks and he'll hit the wall and then, boom, you're screwed because you have a tire rub the rest of the race. So, um but putting a veteran like Kurt Busch in that car, who is still a very good race car driver, who knows not to, how not to push it, Kyle Larson pushes it. And that's why usually he hits the wall, because he's trying to get every inch he can out of the car, which is good. But at some point, you need to say, okay, look, a fourth place finish now is better than a, a tw- 20th place finish because I cut a tire. And Kyle Larson will cut the tire to try to get first, whereas Kurt Busch will just ride in fourth and say fourth place is good enough. You know? So... Having a guy like that in that team is very, very good. So, um, but yeah, Roush, they have not been on a top-tier team since way back. So it's been probably close to, you know, eight to ten years since they were really a relevant team. So actually, I think that might be who Dylan, or Ty Dylan races for, maybe. It might what, be. Roush? Yeah, it might uh, be. I don't think it's Roush. I don't know who it is, but I, it, I, I can't remember. I'll have to look that up real quick. But, um. So let's. We'll, I'll go over the standings real quick, um, the cup standings, and we'll tell you who's in right now in the playoffs and who's not. So obviously, <clears throat> you got Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, Chase Elliott, Kurt Busch, and Alex Bowman have all Jermaine. won races. Jermaine, okay, a low tier team. So all those guys I just said, those uh, nine guys, have all won a race now this year, so they are automatically in. Then you got Ryan Blaney, Kyle Larson, William Byron, Eric Almarola, Eric Jones, Ryan Newman, and Daniel Suarez rounding out the top 16. Now, the first couple that are out, I'll do the first five that are left out right now are Jimmy Johnson, I'm sorry, Clint Boyer, Jimmy Johnson, Paul Menard, Chris Buescher, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And then just for chits and giggles, Matt DiBenedetto's in 22nd right behind them. I don't think he's going to be, he's not going to be able to catch him though unless he wins these, right. second, these next two races or into the next race. Um, but yeah, first three guys out of the playoffs: Clint Boyer, Jimmy Johnson, Paul Menard. Clint Boyer, he's he's a good race car driver. He just, I think he just makes mistakes and just does dumb stuff to get his car wrecked. I can remember at least two or three times this year where he's wrecked because he thought he was clear, clear but he has he not been clear. Yeah. So that's that's perfect example right now. Either listen to your spotter or get a new spotter because it's either Clint's fault or it's the spotter's fault. One of them has to get their shit together basically. So I then go into Jimmy Johnson. That dude, he's. I think he's just right there. Jimmy's like he's there. He just, it's 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 not the seven times Jimmy Johnson we're used to. 
He's had some bad luck, though. He, he has. Like this past week, I think he ran fairly solid at Bristol. He just got that he got that nose of someone's car. I can't remember whose car it was, but he got the nose of someone's car that ripped the whole passenger side of his car off, basically, and pulled foam out of his car, which as, as a rule for NASCAR, you have to have that foam in the car. Mm. It's a rule. So he had to go down to pit lane and I think get foam pushed in there and then basically tape over it. So that cost him a lot. I think the last couple of races, he's ran well. It's just he's had someone wreck him. Yeah. Your boy Blaney. Yeah. yeah well, you know, that happens. <laughs> I had to agree to disagree. Yeah. I didn't even actually see that. I don't know what happened. I, just, I think it was just going through that little trial or that – because that was at uh, Watkins. the Glen, wasn't it? Yeah. They are just going – probably Blaney probably had the position and just didn't give up any ground, if not moved into him a little bit. Johnson tried to cut down the turn and didn't realize he was there or something. I don't know. I'm sure they're both at fault to an extent. But – Paul Menard in 19th. That is another guy who's been silver spoon fed. The only reason he's racing is because of his last name and the money that Menards brings in. But this is another question I posed to you, Ken. <clears throat> At what point, you know, I have it written down somewhere. Um, is Paul Menard worth his family's money? Basically, that's what my question is. No, but to them he is. <laughs> I know, but that's what I'm saying. If you're the team owner, and let's say you have a budget of your team – because he's a, he's a Penske, he's wood races for Wood Brothers, but he's got a bunch of Penske equipment. So he's kind of like the, the fifth Penske guy or fourth Penske guy or whatever. So he, let's say that team, Wood Brothers team, gets a budget of $100 million to spend a year, per year. Let's say Menards, the Menard family, provides half of it. Now... They could probably find other sponsors to make up that money, but it's a lot of sponsors that's funny because fifty million is a lot of freaking money. But if you kick Paul Menard out, you you risk you run the risk of losing Menards as a sponsor and have to come up with that fifty million. So do you think that'd be worth it as a team owner, or do you suffer that Paul Menard only has, let's see, he has no top fives and three top tens this year. Everything else is trash. Again, I think it's just what you expect from the reality of what your team can actually do so mm-hmm. i mean if they're going they're not going to win they know they're not going to win more than likely well blaney got him a win yeah blaney got him a win yeah i'm just saying if if they're used to that and that's what they're expected to get then maybe but i mean maybe they just depend on him too much for that money you know what i mean they don't want to yeah. take that gamble yeah and i think that's exactly right i mean as thinking as a probably a a businessman should he should keep him in the car because I mean he's getting older. He's probably he probably won't be in the car a whole hell of a lot longer. But I I my gut wants to say no. Kick him out of the car. Find a young gun that's bringing him money. I mean try to go swoop Christopher Bell off you know from someone. Give like you know a guy like Ross Chastain who's a pretty good race car driver. But the car he drove in the other night was just um, like no sponsors, nothing. I mean it was he had a sponsor, but it was just like a super low like hey bunch of buddies got this race car together. Let's go race with the Cup guys. <laughs> And, but I mean, you have. I think there's so many other options you could you could have, you know, to to bring him into it. And there's got to be other guys that have the money to do it out there. But I mean, if you're still bringing home paychecks from that, that might be all they care about. Yeah, like, that's true. I, I would be fine with happy, bring, yeah, yeah being a terrible, not terrible, but if I'm middle making good team, money, yeah, yeah, middle of the pack, then I'm gonna be yeah okay with what i got but see with me is like the way i think of it is i just i want to win well yeah that's i I want to win and obviously i'm not in their shoes so maybe if i got to their their, that point and i was in their shoes i'd think okay we don't have to win we just got to get top 15 every race and we're good we're making plenty of money you know let's newman this thing out yeah seriously 
but I just I don't I don't see I just, I just think I would want to win too much and I'd try to find that guy that's going to get me some wins so like um, Austin Sindrick I can see him because he's a Penske driver right now he's on his way up I can see him then moving him to the uh, 21 car for Wood Brother and him doing pretty pretty darn good that's a 22 ain't 22 it? yeah yeah, so I mean, or moving Justin Allgaier up. You know, he's had his chance a couple times, but he's he was in crap equipment. He wasn't in that great of equipment, so he didn't get it. He didn't really do that well. But like, there's plenty of options. I feel like for guys to, uh, you know, do something good. But because Menard has the Menard last name, and his family brings in a crap ton of money, that is, I think, the sole reason he's in that car. I think that's literally the only reason, and it sucks. But you can say that about I'd say probably ten drivers, at least ten drivers, that they're either their name or the money they bring in. Yeah. Which the money you have to bring in some money to an extent, but a guy like Benedetto again can't bring in money right now. But because of this this year, he's going to be bringing in a shit ton of money next year, guaranteed from sponsors and stuff. So I just yeah. This is random, but where is AJ at? Almondinger? Yeah, he was supposed to be a commentator for NBC, I thought. I haven't seen him once. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's where he was going. Yeah, I, don't know. I know he does the NASCAR America thing, NBC NASCAR America. Maybe just as a commentator. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, so going back to the points real quick. Like I said, first three out, Clint Boyer, Jimmy Johnson, Paul Menard. Do you think – who do you think is going to get in? And who do you think is going to be left out? Uh, what's Jimmy back, like 20-something points? Jimmy is back uh, – let's see, was it at 18 – no. Oh my gosh, there's so many columns here. <laughs> oh, there it is. Well, I'm about to get to the playoffs thing, but. I think I said Jimmy'd make the playoffs at the beginning of the year, so I'll just go with Jimmy. It's probably, like, not going to happen at all, but. Yeah. It might stay know. the way it is. Yeah, I mean, good. Very well could. I just, uh. Oh, here, here we go. Okay, so. Clint Boyer is back two points from Daniel Suarez. Jimmy Johnson is back 26 points. So, Jimmy Johnson's coming up on you-must-win territory here. And behind him, Paul Menard, 71 points. I think he's pretty well shot. He's done. He's absolutely done unless he wins. Um, Or unless, like, two of these guys that are in 14th through – Crash out lap one. Actually, really only 15th through 16th. Yeah, just crash and burn hardcore. And he does really well. So, Jimmy Johnson tells a chance – but he has to do extremely well this week, and he has to. I think he needs at least one of those other guys to do like middle of the pack, which is a very good op- option or very good possibility yeah. with Ryan Newman. Well, I guess he's been consistently finishing, so maybe not him, but a younger guy like Eric Jones and Daniel Suarez wrecking out. Um, and if Jimmy Johnson can win or just get top five, that'd be good for him. Um, but yeah, Paul Menard back, they're done. But Clint Boyer, very much still alive. I just I don't think he'll get it done. I don't. I just think he'll he'll be kicked out. So I, for me, I think the play how the playoffs are right now. I think that's how they're going to be. You don't think anyone's getting in? Nope. No one's getting in, or no one's getting left back out. This how they are right now is how it's going to be. All right. Because like I said, I think Clint Boyer will cave because he doesn't seem like a guy that can handle the pressure. And then Jimmy Johnson, he'll try his best, his best, but I don't think you can get Eric Jones or Ryan Newman or Daniel Suarez to screw up that bad. I, I think Jimmy's getting in. Yeah. I think the only way Jimmy gets in, if he does, is by a win. Put it that way. But uh, I also said Jimmy would get a, a win this year. So so you need that. <laughs> yeah, I need that. Yep. Jimmy needs that. Yep. So, okay, well, 
Who do you think is going to win the championship? Um, I, I'm going to go with Hamlin. Yeah, I think it's his year. I, I, I would agree with that. Because he's called it. I mean, he's he's had a few could have wins, you know, this year too, and he's already won four, and he said he's going to win five this year at least. So, yeah. As I told you earlier, we were talking about <clears throat> fantasy. I've played Hamlin almost every single – I have one use with Hamlin left, and I think every time I've played him, he's not won or he's been, been really crappy. But the times I don't play him, he wins. And what happened Saturday night? I took him out, left Bush in. Sure enough, he wins. So That sucks. You're welcome, Denny. You're welcome. <coughs> I still won our fantasy, which we can go over that real quick. But I whooped butt in our fantasy this week. Yeah, I didn't. I'm <clears> done <throat> for the year, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think I think Hamlin has a very, very, very good shot at uh, winning the championship. Um, I think Joey Logano could repeat. He's been real quiet as of late, but – it's it's Logano. He's really good in the playoffs. That'd be really bad for the sport. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, Kyle Busch. It's Kyle Busch. Martin Truex Jr. Just having a great year. Uh, it's great, a great first year in in that uh, Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota. Then Kevin Harvick, who's struggled all but the last like two months. He's been struggling. So I mean, he's still a contender, obviously. Um, Brad K, Chase Elliott. I really want to see Chase Elliott make some super noise, some big noise yeah. in these playoffs. I would love to see him win it. But um, I just – because as of right now, the guy I'm pulling for in the playoffs is Blaney, obviously. But I still don't think Blaney just has that killer instinct yet. Like I, I like Chase Elliott, he has it. You can just see that he has it. Whereas Blaney, I don't think he exactly has it just yet. So he either needs to get it or I'm jumping ship. Really? No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, uh, no, I I think Blaney. I'm, he's definitely a great race car driver, but I think he's just he hasn't figured it out 100 percent yet. So yeah, I hope he figures it out pretty soon because he's going to need to for the playoffs. Otherwise, he's going to find himself sitting on his couch pretty quick. Well, not really sitting on the couch, but you know what I mean, pretty quick. Um. So yeah, that's what I think. I think I agree with you. We both think Denny Hamlin can easily win the championship this year. Well, not easily, but he can win the championship this year. I think there's. A lot of people that could easily win it, but oh, but another thing about fantasy is uh, this week I <clears throat> so normally when I set my our buddy our Bristol boys uh, lineup for our group, um, I usually just transfer that um, lineup to my our Turnchin Tailgaters League, and I didn't this week, or if I did, even if I did, I was two drivers like under I, I there was two drivers that we had exhausted all of our uses. And we didn't have them, so it didn't fill in another driver for us. So I kind of got, I kind of screwed us. And now we're, there's no way we're going to win. But um, I think Justin's pretty much, Justin's a lose. So he's going to get a prize, I'm sure, this year if he wins it officially. But now we're in like fourth. Instead, we went from like second to fourth because we lost like probably 100 points. Well, probably like close to 80 points just because we didn't have two driver spots filled. So might be, might be. <laughs> Just cost us championship. Just cost us championship. No big deal. No big deal. But yeah, it's so. um, I want to talk about this real quick. We hit on it. We talked about it a little bit, um, Ken, before we started the episode. But there was a pretty gnarly crash at Pocono for the IndyCar series. And as you know, Pocono is a huge track. IndyCars go very fast. It's like the most dangerous track. It is very, very, very dangerous, especially with the speeds that these IndyCars are going two twenty easy. So. Do you think the cars are moving too fast? No. And I agree. I mean, they are moving too fast, but that's the point of yeah, the sport. That, yeah. So, I mean, 
the only reason I bring this up is because I saw a post on Instagram. It was, a, it was like a still frame shot of this car hitting the catch fence and like basically exploding. The guy, everyone was fine. I think everyone got out okay. At least they were living. Um, they may have had some injuries. I don't know. Uh, I didn't look into it too much, but I know it was a pretty gnarly crash. But uh, is a still frame shot of this crash happening. And the caption said, I'm so sick and tired of this. The speeds are too, they need to bring the speeds down, blah, 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 or not go to Pocono. And I'm like, Dan, just don't go to Pocono. Yeah, I was going to say, Pocono is, I, I could agree with that. That's an insanely, insanely like dangerous track. Yeah. Like it's a triangle. You're hitting a 90 degree almost angle every single time you yeah. turn. So, so it's, I, I do not think speeds are too fast because, like you said, as morbid as it is to say, drivers get into the sport knowing they're going to be driving extremely fast and they could easily die at any moment. That's kind of the rush that they get, and that's kind of why they do it because it's like that on edge, that that free, that that feeling like you are. They're literally gladiators. They're literally like ready to die. Essentially, you know, it's like, but they're not going to say, "Well, I think we should only go 125 mile an hour around Daytona because I don't want to hit the wall and die." So you know, now, if you if you say that, you're going to be laughed at and kicked out of NASCAR. Pretty much. So I think the speeds that we have are great. If we could go faster, cool, whatever. But obviously the cars, I think the actual stock cars can only handle so much. And then the Indy cars, they can only handle so much too. But And I think that's where they're at right now. But no, you should definitely not slow the speeds down. Like I said, go to another track. Go, find, go to Richmond or somewhere smaller that you could actually have a little bit of racing going on. Improve the safety, but don't take the entertainment out of right. it. Right, yeah. And like uh, Formula One, they now have those halos around their cars. Yeah, those are so, wicked looking. Yeah, those are kind of funky looking, but I mean, it's something to protect the driver because if a, like a guy died a handful of years back by taking a tire yeah. off the dome, like a, or a piece of a, a, car, a car hit him in the head, obviously he had his helmet on, but it killed him. Yeah. Just like that, snapped his neck or, you know, just rattled his brain enough, gave him a big enough concussion to kill him. So it's like they know the risk, and but there's been safety measures or safety precautions that have been taken to, you know, keep this risk down but it's you know stuff still happens it still happens and it's going to happen luckily we haven't had a fatality in nascar and since dale earnhardt but it's you know it's, I, I really hope it never happens again but you know there, there's no guarantee that it won't so yeah but as far as indycar i mean those things are extremely fast but those guys know getting into that car could be the last time they do that so those things fly a lot easier oh yeah fall apart oh yeah they're meant to, to, to just fall yeah. apart but yes, and they they get airborne really really easy. I mean they're open wheel. If you touch another car's wheel, you're you're gone. You're you're flying. You're flying through the air. So, yeah. Well. Well. Can you think of anything else to talk about, Kenny? Don't punch old guys at bars. Yeah, Conor McGregor, we're talking to you because I know you're going to listen to this. Then you're going to come punch us. Yeah, probably. I'm not going to buy your whiskey now. I just want you to know that I was a fan. Yeah, I never tried it. I'll try it if someone else has it, but I'm not going to go buy it. Never. And Dana White, come on. Get Throw some stones and get rid of him. I don't care how much money he's worth. Get rid of him. You have another guy that will come up and do the same freaking show that he's gonna, he's he's doing. So, all right. Well, I think that about wraps it up. So, uh, thanks for tuning in. Leave some comments. You know, like and subscribe. It's our pictures on Instagram. All that stuff. Yeah, we have. I've, I updated, updated a lot of our Instagram and Twitter this past weekend. I need to stay on that. But uh, I'm, I always forget about that because I'm very rarely on mine as it is. So um, There might be a YouTube video. Yeah, we're, we're going to try to put this. Uh, we've been recording video-wise, so we might try to put this on YouTube. So stay tuned for that. It just depends on how long it takes to actually load because um, I don't have the best internet. So, um, But, yeah, other than that, I, I think that's about it. Can you got anything else? 
Nope. Good to go. All right. Send us All off, right. Ken. Stay feathery. Stay feathery, everybody.